0: Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hello and welcome to a new edition of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm your host, Rebecca Taylor, and this month I'm joined by another lovely guest by the name of Lauren Ryburn. Lauren is a stewardess on board luxury yachts. She's had the pleasure of being on board yachts all over the world. She's a Kiwi native. Um, She's actually in her hometown when uh, we had this call, so it was evening my time and the next day her time. Um, and she's also the creator of um and the same name on Instagram and That's where I found her, and we connected, as we do with a lot of our guests, so thank goodness for Instagram. Uh, And in this episode, we actually chat a little bit more about um, ways to go green, especially in yachting, but not limited to just that, and how we can all be a little bit more eco-conscious in our day-to-day days. It is something that we um, do need to be talking about a little bit more, I think, Um, and since Most of what we talk about is on the ocean. That's one of our um, greatest assets. So we really wanna be doing all we can to protect it. So we talk a little bit about that and of course some excellent travel destinations. Um, and a little bit other info about uh, being a stewardess in the yachting world. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you don't subscribe already, why not? Um, Head over to iTunes or Google Play Store. Make sure you tick that little subscribe button. It's free, um, and it's also free um, to rate and review, which we love hearing from you all and uh, seeing little new comments pop up. So please take a few seconds today if you've got it and share that with us. And without further ado, here's Lauren. Hey Lauren, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, I know it's early tomorrow morning for you, and it's evening for us, so I'm just thrilled that you can be on the show with us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Rebecca, and it's uh, nice to be on the podcast. I love podcasts, I listen to them quite often on board, so it's quite, quite cool to be on one myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's great, eh, to be on board now and have them, like, I guess audiobooks would have been the evolution, but podcasts, you can just get everything wherever you are in the world now, which is really nice.
1: Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, I listen to them a lot when I'm doing, you know, the mundane tasks or maybe in the laundry or something. It can be quite inspiring and informative to listen to one as I'm working.
0: Yeah, and now you'll be doing it for someone else. So the, the circle is yeah. complete. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know, Lauren, um, could you just give a little bit of background on on who you are and how long you've been in the industry and, and how you got to be on the podcast today, really?
1: Yeah, um, well I'm from New Zealand, I grew up in New Zealand and um, I was uh, working as a spa therapist over there and then I wanted to spread my wings so I moved over to London for a couple of years where I was doing a bit of travel and working as a spa therapist and then I heard about the yachting industry which sounded very exciting and I wasn't quite ready to move home yet so I uh, jumped on board and uh, absolutely loved it fell in love so I've been doing it ever since I've been doing it for five years now and uh, yeah it's amazing so now I'm uh, working as a usually a spa therapist but also a second stew and I'm yeah I've just started up my own little my Instagram and a website called the green stew where I'm hoping to inspire fellow yachties to you know, take an eco approach to the way they do things on board and, and inspire sustainability and yeah, Yeah. start a little green movement, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is already moving.
0: Yes. Yeah. But in yachting too, it's, I think it's becoming a lot more apparent and I think people are really trying to work on it, but it is, you know, with boats of that size and, and the travel and the different guests turn around and stuff, there can be lots of ways that we could waste if we weren't thinking about it so I'm sure that's what you noticed and and what led you to create the green stew
1: yes definitely I think uh, growing up in New Zealand you know we always have the 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 eco mentality we've been taught it since we were very young would be a tidy kiwi or keep New Zealand green and yeah moving on the boats was a bit of bit of of a shock with the excuse me the throwaway mentality and you know, the, yeah, the the way we run things sometimes can be a little wasteful or, but uh, yeah, it seems to be changing. And I, you know, noticed myself that, you know, there were things I could do in my own practices that could be changed and to inspire my fellow fellow crew to do the same. But I think it's definitely heading that way. There's a lot more options out there for eco products and it, there's a lot more talk about it. And I think we're we're slowly, you know, flipping from the old traditions and starting to to shed light on the sustainability side of things and yeah which is great
0: yeah and it's it's kind of a great time to be doing that isn't it because I have discovered so many tips just for personally within my own home or you know work or I have a dog like all these different knock-on things and people who have kids like Instagram Pinterest um, podcasts they, there's so much information out there and it's just great when you can get people who can zero into like whatever it is that you need so if you have you know, people that now know, okay, in yachting, you know, cleaning supplies or uh, water bottles, like things that are the, the one use and it's done kind of thing, then they know where to find information. I think that's really helpful to people either just starting out or who are just looking for tips in certain areas. So it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, yeah, oh, definitely on land, This will everywhere you see wherever you turn this eco products, and that's great. And the people, a lot of people are implementing at home and they have been doing for quite some time. But there's sometimes a little disconnect with us being on boats. It's, we feel like we're in our own little bubble, so mm. to speak. So it is crossing over now. But you're right. If you, if there's somewhere you can go and you can learn more specific to yachting and, and also see that other boats are doing it, other crew are doing it, and that it is okay to make these switches and and move in this direction, you know, we we can change old practices that maybe were a little unsustainable and, and move forward, still provide a great service, but also, yeah, be, being aware and, and, and making a change in our own industry. It's, it's really great to see. Yeah. And do you find a
0: majority of the people on board with you or like when you're on a boat, you, um, you know, obviously there's, there's different types of people that you work with. So maybe the captain or maybe the chef, like when you suggest things, do you find it's pretty well received or do you think there's still a bit of a brush up against certain people that aren't ready to make changes?
1: Yeah, you you can come up against a little resistance. Most people are are pretty obliging and I think it's, it's hard to kind of turn a blind eye completely these days, but you do still come across people that are set in their ways, you know, people don't like change so much. So Yeah, it's just um, about approaching these people and and understanding that they're not bad people. They maybe just don't have the education or, you know, you have people that have grown up in countries that have never recycled or never really been aware of of environmental, you know, um, eco-awareness. So I think it's being aware of, excuse me, being aware of that and... um, yeah, just coming to them with kind of positive reinforcements and, and, and generally most people, are. it's really well received. But I've found the best thing is to create an eco-conscious culture, a friendly environment where we can all kind of share information and, and tips and come up with things together rather than just implementing this whole set of rules or coming up with these crazy things of change that they don't understand why. Yes, um, yeah. But generally, it's I've been very lucky. People have... Um, very, you know, it's very well re- received coming from HODs and captains. And uh, my last boat, the owners were very obliging to eco-awareness. So they were they were great. It was much easier to have the drive from them come from the, the top upwards. Yes. But even still, um, there's always changes you can make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you find, this might be putting me on the spot a bit, but
0: have you been in your travels, like, noticed particular places that are really – Like whether it's a port or a city or a destination that's really cottoned on to the green movement and they're doing an amazing job and equally are there certain places that are just lacking like recently I was in the Bahamas and while they're great in so many certain respects you can see there's still you know, there's a lot of little islands and they might not have all the facilities and like people making sure they take their trash with them. And I think everyone's becoming more conscious of that. But have you come across, you know, the the really amazing standout ports and cities that are doing it and on the other side of the spectrum, places that need a little bit more help and, and education maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You do, d- without traveling around, you do see a wide range of, of different, different places and the way they do things and the education that they have. And I think you can sometimes get in a little bubble when you're you know in little New Zealand, and you think, "Oh, everyone's doing really well," yeah. and then you jump on a boat and go to some really remote village somewhere, or like you say, somewhere um, like in the Bahamas or uh, recently, I was in Mexico, and it, it can be a bit of a shock, really. You think, "Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> but you know it's it's just about education really, and I think they'll they'll get there eventually. Um, it's about sp- spreading the word and and you know you know being hopeful that things will change and then yeah i do have come across some amazing places shining example would be costa rica which is one of my most favorite countries in the world and their recycling facilities and and their eco-conscious awareness is just absolutely amazing this recycling bins everywhere you go and and the mentality they've you know they've educated their the locals from from a young age because their tourism is their the beauty of the country and they realize that if that's lost then they lose their their revenue so it it works so well and it's just so amazing to see I remember I think we'd been traveling around some certain areas that were not so obliging when it came to or didn't have Mm. the facilities for recycling and then we we turned up to Costa Rica and it was just like ah (laughs) and they had these beautiful row of recycling bins and they even had organic waste and it was like oh wow this is incredible so we quickly changed on board to suit that. We had our little um, scraps bucket, slops bucket going again, and we were putting, you know, the organics away and the plastic and splitting everything up as we would anyway. But it was just, it was so amazing to see. So it just goes to show there is hope and, um, you know, people are people are noticing. And, uh, yeah, their little, they're saying that they have there is pura vida, which means pure life and and. Yeah, they definitely follow that mantra, which is amazing. Yeah,
0: and it's funny, like you say, to see such extremes too, right? To go, you're kind of thinking, okay, we're in Central America, we're in the islands, whatever, and then you go and it's like, yeah, a little bit like an oasis in the middle of everything else probably.
1: Yes, yeah, Well, was. But when it comes to approaching these other countries as well, I always believe in, you know, if you, if you see they're not recycling or they're doing things a different way is – um. Is not being afraid to kind of speak up in a positive way, but I, I've kind of put uh, put it upon myself to sometimes maybe go and even greet the the guy coming to collect the rubbish and saying, oh hi, how are you? Um, do you do your recycle, and they maybe say, oh no, no, we don't, and just have a conversation with them and, and say, oh okay, well it would be would be great if you did. Do you think one day you will or why don't you? You know, is there? Is it the government? Is it this, that, or the other? And it's it's kind of getting locals talking, and maybe he might think, oh, okay. And then if every person on board a boat came and asked that, they might think, oh, this is this is something. Yeah. And then he might go home and say to his family, oh, why don't we recycle? And then they start to question. So I think we actually have a power in a way to to kind of spark enthusiasm and questions and and get people talking, even in these these places that maybe. Are a little bit behind with with all that sort of stuff, so
0: yeah, I that domino that, effect, kind exactly.
1: Of. Yeah, and makes you feel good to be like, all right, well, there's there's a little step I can take instead of just being completely heartbroken when your nicely split recycling goes into one bin, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: everything nicely rinsed out and scraps all in a oh, pile. And yeah, it's kind yeah, of, yeah. Kind
1: of heartbreaking. Well, I found it really interesting <laughs> when I.
0: I mean, I'm lucky now I was living in the country. I've just moved and the city where I am now, it it does do everything and it does like food waste. So, but what was really cool when I first started composting in the country was my garbage went down by like a third. I barely even fill a garbage bag, you know, which is amazing with a big house. So stuff like that too, it, like if you also spin outside, it's like, well, it's going to save you money because you're not going through like bags, you know, different people oh, will appeal to it in different ways. So I,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's just experience, I guess. And like you say, education, but as you mentioned, um, Costa Rica and, and places like the Bahamas, do you, are you mainly centered in the Caribbean or did, when you were in London, did you do a lot of Mediterranean seasons or are you kind of all over?
1: Uh, kind of all over actually. I've, I've worked a lot of, uh, few, quite a few mid seasons and then also, uh, been over in the Caribbean and around central and South America. So yeah, I've been, had the, the, been lucky enough to move around a lot and yeah, it's just been, been incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you have any areas you'd like to go with your job? I mean, of course, like, you know, some people say like Arctic Circle or, or even local to you, you know, Australia, New Zealand, that's getting a lot more popular, isn't it?
1: It is, it is. in um, Costa Rica is one of my favourites, definitely. I've been there on a boat and also um, by plane and, and inland. Um, so that is is one place that I absolutely love to go to, like, like I said. Um, but also, yeah, I haven't actually done anywhere in Australia or New Zealand yet, funnily enough. It's sometimes the way it goes. But I would love to actually be on a boat in these areas and see it from a different perspective. I think that might be the next hope for the next boat maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, what's nice about yachting, isn't it? You can kind of go wherever, you know, it's not a stagnant place. Yeah. And you, you're lucky. Yeah. We were just (laughs) chatting before um, hopping on the podcast about um, just the stress of charters and everything like that. And and you do quite a few back to back here and there and then take a little bit of time off. So you, um, you mentioned before being a green Kiwi and obviously have quite a love of nature. Like how do you stay grounded during those really stressful times and when you're in the middle of a really busy season how do you remain yourself and fresh for (laughs) each new guest yes the
1: the key is to not lose touch with your identity that's right because sometimes you can get a little little caught up with everything but um Definitely getting amongst nature as much as possible. I know a little bit harder if you're, you're mid-charter, but, you know, that those few days in between, I'll spend that time off the boat as soon as possible, getting out into nature, touching trees, putting my bare feet on the ground and the earth, swimming, swimming in the ocean, just really grounding myself because, yeah, you can kind of lose touch with the outside world a little bit um when you're when you're in the midst of it all
0: yeah but then
1: even when you're on board um there are ways that I do try and connect I, I do a lot of meditation whether it be five minutes in bed five minutes in the bathroom on the floor you know grab it whenever I can and that really helps to kind of just just channel and bring it all in and kind of level myself out again and clear my mind and also just even when you're in the middle of all of the mayhem, uh, out on the aft deck, setting the table, just stop for, for a half a minute and take a breath, look around and, and just really become aware of where you are and the beauty and, and show gratitude for, for where you are and how you've got there and, yeah, how lucky we are. So I think that's a, um, a really great way to do it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's important too. I was listening to um, another podcast, and um, <laughs> it was about sort of meditation stuff like that. And they were saying for the people who say they don't have time to meditate, they probably need to do it twice a day. And I thought that was really interesting because, like you say, you yes. can do it anywhere, wherever you know. So you're setting the table for a you know a dinner service or something like that. And who doesn't have two minutes
1: to really sit exactly? Back? It's the priorities. I mean, we we yeah we might blow dry our hair for an hour but maybe not meditate so it's it's finding the the balance <laughs> yeah
0: but it's always that way isn't it i mean you know i run exactly. and i hurt my knees and then the physio like you can't spare five minutes to do a stretch at the end <laughs> it's the simplest part but it just sometimes yeah you need a reminder oh so.
1: exactly it's Unfortunately. the way it
0: goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah human nature exactly and do you um i know it's very much a team job obviously so before you do have another round of guests come on Obviously, there's a lot of communication. Like, how do you prepare for one job to the next with your team?
1: Yeah, a lot of lists are good. I think I've worked on many boats where we have, you know, a really solid list of uh, pre-charter pre-char- checklist, which is amazing. That makes sure that you're never missing anything. But also coming together as a team or as a crew and and getting really inspired. And I, I had a, a captain that used to call meetings almost every day. And sometimes it was oh, a bit of a drag. But a lot of the time, it kind of, he fe- you're left feeling, all right, we're in this together. We're a team. You know, we've got a goal. We're going to give these people a great trip. And it's something they're going to remember for years to come. And it, it was it's like a little little pep talk, really. And it's amazing. And the same goes for in in the interior team or, you know, just coming together and sharing ideas and, brainstorming and, and just being all on the same playing field and just coming together and trying to really, yeah, really put your heads together and make it an amazing upcoming trip.
0: Yeah. I think it's like you say, you get into that bubble, right? Even if you are, you know, people who are, might be new to yachting, they think like, well, you're on a boat together, but actually, yeah, like, you know, the stews are inside doing one thing, the, the captain's doing their thing, the chef's preparing everything. So if you're all kind of coming together and explaining where you're coming from and what your plans are that helps a lot.
1: Exactly, yeah. You might not ever see an engineer for 2 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great to kind of Oh, all you're come still on together. board. It yeah, really yeah. Does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought you left. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who was running the boat. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, but thank anyway. God somebody was. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you yeah, have any Yeah, so it's um, quite nice. Yeah, and do you have any
0: tips like you didn't come you know, that's the other thing I find really fantastic about yachting is that nobody comes from the same place. So people have had careers and then they've taken a switch or they've come right out of school or something. So somebody who wants to become a stew, do you have any like guidance or advice for them?
1: Um, I think... Try and, you know, pull pull on your strengths, Um, at whether it be – it can be the smallest of things, a hobby you have or a skill you once learned that you think, oh, that won't matter or you may have nannied or to, done something like that. I think really just bring out those skills and, and really, you know, put them on the CV and make them notice because that can be the, the small cha- difference between you and another, yeah, stewardess if you've got this little different skill that maybe the owner might like or they're looking for. I think that's a big one Um, and uh, – yeah, just just be being yourself, you know, not being too too daunted or too scared, or try to be someone you're not just to fit into a block or a gap, you know, be who you are because it will come out eventually anyway. So, yeah, yeah, just be true to yourself and don't don't try and change too much.
0: Yeah, that's really <laughs> nice too because also if you were trying to be someone else, you're gonna get on a boat where actually you don't fit in maybe in the end, right? Like if if you're trying to be someone you're exactly. not and you apply to that, you know, owner or team or whatever it is um it it might not be long lasting.
1: exactly and usually they're looking for someone that's a bit of a character or you know that's going to fit in with the vibe on board so it's actually you know sometimes can be looked for more so than maybe the the set of housekeeping skills you might have so yes (laughs) yeah yeah, that can be taught that can be taught but a a personality and and energy cannot so
0: (laughs) yes we were speaking to um Oh, the yacht stew, Gemma, Christian, mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and she was saying the same thing because, you know, she was a green stew at one point, and she's like, I, you know, I have a lot of time for them because everyone's learning and coming from their own place, and that's what's kind of cool when you are so new because you're just a sponge, you know, you're you're soaking everything yeah. up. Yeah, and...
1: exactly, and you have that enthusiasm, you know, that sometimes can dwindle a little <laughs> if you've been in the industry after, really yeah. try and... You know but uh, the, the fresh enthusiasm is amazing and, and you, you start to see things through their eyes again like you're showing them around the boat and saying this is how we do this and this is the snack cupboard and they oh my god this is amazing <laughs> yeah. and you know you think yeah it is amazing actually here's yeah. you your uniform and they're like wow I get to keep this you know these three skorts and this hat and yeah it's like yeah this is amazing <laughs> so it's, it's quite cool they kind of inspire you and, and get you excited all over again oh that's really nice
0: and the per- People, because you do obviously your website, thegreenstew.com. Everyone needs to go check it out. But do you have like quick tips for people who, you know, like we say, a blank slate? I'm I'm new to the eco wave or I recycle, but like, what else should I do? Do you have any easy things that people can incorporate to their days?
1: Um, yeah, it doesn't well, have to be yachting. I always, yeah, of course. I mean, the first thing I always say is just putting on those eco lenses. You know, it's it's crazy how. You can see things slightly different if you just kind of change that mindset, whether it's do a little bit of research or you look around and you think, hey, hang on a minute, I do this and that could be changed in this way. So that's that's a, the first thing I'd say. But even little changes like, um, well, you know, uh, taking your own metal straw out, I always think that's a good one, or um, to do with boats, I think, or even on at home, I mean, bin liners was one I noticed. There's a lot of bin liners being pulled out and emptied. You know, that might have three pieces of paper in a bin yeah. and it gets tied up and thrown away. So that was one we changed, which was very simple but quite effective actually in reducing plastic. And uh, voting with your dollar, you know, when you go shopping or provisioning, just just thinking twice about maybe buying something that's got four layers of plastic packaging, and then there's the option of maybe the loose. You know, strawberries or the loose oranges beside it. Yeah, just making that choice um, and voting with your dollar, and and sometimes maybe not even making a purchase at all is a vote in itself. So, I think that's a big one that you know covers yachting and also everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah. Just thinking and think you know when you're when you're out doing that sort of thing is huge. And another one is um yeah the toxics pro- and and toxins and cleaning products and and facial and body products. Is a big one. Um, I had the epiphany a few years back of the fact, wow, everything we put on our bodies is going into the ocean, whether it's when we go swimming and and the sunscreen, you can see it coming off in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if, you know, you may have had a a body lotion or something on or hairspray at that stage, and that's actually going into the ocean. And then – when we're showering on board as well everything that's on our skin is being washed down in the drain and and eventually ends up in the water so it's um it's a bit of a a bit of a scary one but yeah just a little think about okay maybe i could simplify things a little yes yeah, just just simplify simplicity and doesn't have to be grandiose but um yeah just just small little things yeah i like changed. that uh what do they
0: encourage? It's like, we don't need a hundred people doing it perfectly. We need a million people doing it imperfectly or whatever, that, that's a green saying, right? So if we all just do a little thing yeah. here and there, it can make
1: big changes. Yeah. And that's what I say. I mean, just one small change in your own practice and then you inspire another person and they inspire another and it can really do a yeah a snowball effect instead of thinking, right, do I have to be this person, you know, out on a podium, yeah. Yeah, on your about sustainability, yeah. you know, and so, thank God for those people. But it's, you know, the, the small people as well, just realizing that we're not helpless. You know, our hands aren't tied. There are things we can do and and to just have hope that we are heading in the right direction and, and not all hope is lost.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's like you say, too. If, you, if you're starting small personally, you know, by starting to recycle, then you're going to think, okay, well, maybe I could compost. And then if I'm composting, maybe I could do that. Like, it's going to lead to the next step up, too. So you're constantly learning, which is kind of cool. It's not like you do one change and then you're done. For yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And funny, funny you should say composting. I've I've thought recently, could that go? Would that go well on boats? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't voiced it too much, but I thought, gosh, it probably somewhere we should be heading. Is is you know we do the scraps and the slops, but why not have a little compost? bin? I know they have those. Those ones these days that are quite confined and they have yeah. them in apartments in Japan. I was just yeah, going to say it's a so.
0: Japanese uh, takeyoshi or something. I'm forgetting the name now, but a friend of mine that, in London got yes.
1: it in her yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It doesn't smell and I think you spray something over and it creates a, a layer of mold or something and it encases all the smells and you can put absolutely anything in it oh, very so cool. something like that on board boats would be that's be your quite cool. that's yeah. your ticket you're gonna create that and... yeah <laughs> okay, yeah cool. you heard it here you? yeah you heard it here first guys <laughs> well yeah so if
0: people want to follow up with you let us know where they can find you on instagram and i've, I've said your website but anywhere else that you want to plug and get people to follow you that would be great
1: uh, y- Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Instagram at the green stew. And, uh, just recently myself and, uh, I don't know if you know Corinne Race and the crew coach, but we're starting up a Facebook page. Well, it's it's started, but um, called Conscious Yachties. And and we're hoping to bring yachties together, people who want to, you know, share tips and eco tricks with one another, but also a place where you can come and 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 gain knowledge and help one another. I know there's a lot of crew out there that sometimes feel like they're hitting their head against a brick wall when it comes to trying to implement change with you know captains owners HODs. so somewhere they can come in and band together and know they're not alone and 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 seek advice and and maybe be guided on how to to tackle these sort of things together and and start the green movement or continue the green movement as it is
0: okay great i'll check so
1: it's conscious yachties on facebook conscious yachties on facebook
0: okay awesome and uh give give lauren a follow everyone show her some love and thank you so much for your tips and sharing a little bit i you know costa rica has been on my own bucket list for ages and i've been to lots of corners of the world but that has not been on it so you're reminding me that i need to go soon
1: oh no you must yeah okay excellent
0: well thank you so much Uh for your time lauren enjoy the rest of your time at home while you're New
1: Zealand oh, I will thank you and you too Rebecca thank thanks. you so much for having me <laughs> thanks for tuning in to see the world
0: differently until next time keep daydreaming